This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. So I spent a great deal of my day today um, watching a movie that uh, started out like something from The Handmaiden's Tale, which I've also been watching. Uh, So I'm feeling a little traumatized right now. So I had to come in with the story with the big noses and the body odor just to cleanse my palate. Uh, But it is, uh, is she here? I saw her and now she's not. So are we Mm -hmm. waiting? Are we we here? Are we not? Okay, okay, I can't I can't see you. Okay. Now the last time last time I saw your beautiful face was on The Walking Dead when <laughs> you put in one of the most amazing performances that I have seen in a long time. It was scary, it was traumatic, it was I mean the depth of it was just ridiculous. And now you have a new film that you're not only starring in, but I think you also produced and wrote it because it had your name all over it. And Directed- uh Directed it. You did all. You did all of the things, all and the things. Uh, and I saw a couple of people from The Walking Dead, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, in there too. So I was like, okay, she's borrowing from folk to bring them in. <laughs> Great acting. Let me welcome Tony, another Tony Award winner. We we doing Broadway today, y'all. Mr. <laughs> Tonya Tonya Pinkins, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Karen. I, I have to tell you that like you and Greg Carr, that's my church every week. So I what? was like, I was so excited here and yeah. Okay. I was well, like, I got to go talk to those people. That's my tribe. <laughs> well, I, w- listen, that man, when I tell him tomorrow, he's going to be so uh, humbled and overwhelmed by this outpouring. Um, so you you watch some uh what's her name Margaret Atwood? Were you were you reading her books? Were you inspired? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's the opening scene. I was like, what? "Say what now? Please explain. say what now? Aren't the... we the? Aren't black women? Haven't we been doing the labor for this country since it began? Okay, so I don't want to give away because the opening scene. This is the, there is a black woman giving birth with a lot of white women around her, and her husband's got a noose around his neck. And I was like, "Where are we going from here? Like, it was a lot. So, what inspired? What inspired you?" Um, I felt like, you know, as a black woman, always underestimated, always treated like I'm invisible, always gaslit about what I know to be true, what is inevitable, like the 2016 election was inevitable. People treated me like I, ha- I had two heads. It's like, if that white woman couldn't beat a, a black man, there's no way she's going to beat a white woman. Like, white man, why, how you even think that's possible? So when I had a sense of how this election was going to go in 2020, I was like, there's no point in talking to people about it. Let me write a story about it. Let me write a story about what the problem is in America. And let me put it in my favorite genre, which is horror. Let me let me talk about the things we don't talk about in America and show you how I see America. It's called the red pill. Um, and, and there's a matrix nod, of course, as well, you know. Uh, and what I thought was interesting, and I, and I wanted to ask you this, because it was discussed in inside the movie and then at the end we see there's this theme about white women not being trusted like we can't trust white white women they're gonna they're gonna infiltrate even if they're your good judies at the end they're gonna always do what's best for them and you're gonna end up in sackcloth and chains (laughs) is that how you really feel (laughs) because that's what i got from it okay he said yes I mean, when I look back at my whole life of like, who are the people who like fucked me over and we weren't fucking? (laughs) 
Let's go, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Where's how do you really line? feel? Go ahead. Yes. Continue. <laughs> well, I, I feel like they get this pass as if they didn't have anything to do with white supremacy, and they have everything to do with white supremacy. They were running the schools that took the Native American children away from their, their families. They had plantations. They had books about how they were more cruel as slavers than anybody else, and yet they get to take over all of the diversity. Diversity, if, if it's a white woman, we've covered diversity. Mm. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Tanya's here, y'all. Uh, Tanya is not yeah. come here for the game. She did not, <laughs> here she did not for come it. for the games. Yeah. Chicago's own, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. She is not here to be played with, y'all. Okay. Um, say more. Say more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that's just been my life experience. Every time I, uh, you know, you think they got your back. But I've always said that liberals are more scary to me than another downright racist, because at least, you know, a racist is in integrity with themselves. They mm -hmm. know what they don't like and they're going to be straight with you. But with a liberal who is performing tolerance, when the shit gets real, they're always going to go for self-preservation. Mm -hmm. And so you just can't trust them. And I was like, you know, people don't talk about this, but let me just show you what it looks like in a movie. It's, you know, your friend has the idea and you say, let's do it. And it's black women. We birthed this country. We raised this country. We continue to save this country and we are not centered. And so I wanted to make that story. And because that's, that's just how I see it. And I've never seen anybody talk about it as straightforward as I do in Red yeah, Pill. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you were very direct. And I was like, you know, all throughout it, I was like, she, she knows what she knows. You're like, I'm leaving. I'm going to another country during this while I, you know, cause I already know what's going to happen. I was like, she's right. You're like, do you hear that? And no one else hears it. I'm like, the, the black woman said something's going on. We need to follow her. She said, we need to get out of here. Something ain't right. I'm where the keys I need to go. I'm like, follow her. And they weren't listening to you. And it was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Pat on the head, pat on the head. You're just overreacting. And 99.9% .9 of the time, we are not overreacting. We are absolutely with our finger on the pulse. We have pattern mind because our lives depend on it, our children's lives, our family's lives. So we have to pay attention to the patterns. When the lambs are calving, that this is, is time to you know harvest yes. this. So we know, we see what's coming before it's coming. So let yes. so let's have this conversation. Um, you know, Tanya Pinkins is here, uh, y'all. She she won. Uh, I think you won a Tony for Jelly's Last Jam for the musical. Yes, yes you best featured actress because you are all of that. And let me tell you, when she performs, it is everything. But she also is a person who lives in this world. And I I, I feel like we're in this inflection point. We've talked about this uh, quite some time, uh, both in class with Carl on these airwaves on SiriusXM. And I feel like the window is slowly closing. I said this at the beginning of the pandemic after George Floyd, that we have a very short window to break through and make some things happen. And I feel like we've been compromised. Our leaders have been compromised. People get checks dangled in front of them. They do strange things for change. There are very few people who are willing to actually put it on the line. And as a result, you know, here we are back again, you know, litigating things we've been litigating for the last, you know, 100 years. And I don't see movement. You know, I'm talking about this, this particular season, from the time I started on these airways with Mike Brown being killed that week that I started in a trial run to George Floyd, policing hasn't changed in this country and black mm -hmm. men and women are still being killed. So what's the solution? Well, 
You, I'm, I'm, I'm just speak truthfully. In the Great Iroquois Confederacy and in the Inuit culture, they have something that they call a kunlangeta. And a kunlangeta is someone that the tribe has determined is someone who rapes and kills and steals and is um, irremediable, that they can't, they, they, they do not help the community and they are a detriment to the community. And in the, those cultures, the Iroquois Confederacy and the um, Inuit culture, um, when the when the community determined that about someone, it was it was it was uh, someone was to take the, that person on a on a trip, and push them off a cliff. Oh, and um, you know I feel like I don't know that they're remediable. I, you know we talk I listen to you all talk about uh, exterminate all the brutes, and it's like the, the Chinese they they have the long game. They gonna be here after North America falls. They had gunpowder for from the 13th century, they didn't go around trying to kill everybody else in the world. Mm. These people, you know, ISIS papers, they recognize that evolution is not on their side. Okay, they're, they're, they're not reproducing, they're not replacing themselves. This is a grab for if I can't have it, nobody gonna have it. If I'm going out, I'm taking everything with me. And so it is actually behooves all of us who have any sense to go, they're not, we can't train them. We can't educate them. We must figure out some other way to wrest control from the children. We don't let children have guns mm. and fire because they have shown us for 400 years that it is definitely their intention. And they're speaking very clearly about it now. And 2022 will be the end of the Western world. If, if, they, if they get the House and the Senate back, that's the end. Whatever. Yeah, and it looks like they will. And it looks like, you know, probably the presidency in 2024, no matter what happens. And, and so politically, you know, I've, I've been talking about this on these airwaves. Uh, let's get prepared for, you know, because there are a lot of things happening at the same time. Fortunately, as uh, Plaskett, uh, Congresswoman said, we can walk and chew gum. So let's walk and chew gum. Let's, let's do all of the things that we need to do. Um, and so you're using your art. Red Pill is the movie. I'm imagining there's some, some other things coming. And, and knowing what you know and watching Hollywood, because, you know, there's a shift there, too. We might get a black Superman, you know, uh, people are... Come <laughs> now, that's like Get Out. I mean, all of that is Get Out. Let, let's just take some white things and put a black body on it, okay? Mm. Do, we, do we need to redo their thing in black? Like, we don't have IP that comes out of us all the time that we was making thousands of years before and can go into the future, like... I, I, that does not satisfy me. <laughs> Did you like Lovecraft with the Hippolyta journey? I loved Lovecraft because I love seeing um, Misha Green be creative and just yes. everything that she wanted to do. I just love that. She was doing something new and I'm like, yes. But that we got to go and do the remake of the Wonder Years. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so I'm imagining you're also an Octavia Butler uh, of course. Okay. You know, uh, I love me some Octavia Butler. Wild Seed is one of my favorites. And, you know, she knew what was coming. They're, but they're not just, it looks like somebody's going to be doing a, a dramatic uh, rendition of it. I forgot who. Yeah, um, let's, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, because Wild Doro and Anyabu, oh, come on now. Come on. You, you got to go in deep. You cannot do a politically correct Wild Seed. Okay, <clears throat> Anyabu could turn into anything she touched, and Doro was killing everything he just looked at. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Joyelle, jump in. <laughs> I, I, I'm just so happy. I Like, what's your favorite horror movie is one of my, because you say horror is your favorite genre. Where, where's I got different ones for different reasons. Like I love Halloween because you don't see anybody get killed. Um, <sighs> I loved Midsummer because it was in the daytime. You know, people think of uh, Get Out as a horror, but that was a comedy to me. From the minute I saw that white woman smiling over the Patriots, I was like, "Bitch is evil. It's on." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love it. You are, I didn't even know Lit. that she was all of this. Lit. You know, and, and it's and it's interesting. You watch people from afar, you know, and you're like, she's got so much depth. And I wonder, you know, we just had Lashance on, and we had Philip Bailey on earlier, and it's like it's just been, you know, Joyelle is in, in uh, what do you, what'd you call that musical camp or musical Broadway heaven? Right Broadway now. musical camp you had today, huh? Yes, oh it's, yes, it's been beautiful. nerd. <laughs> but you think about, you know. The, your navigation of your person. art. No, you could get Sirius XM. You could curse. It's Friday. It's Vegas. Anything you say out your mouth. It we just, started it, off it just, with socks and pussy. We so. did. We did start <laughs> off the, the show. Yeah, and underarms and funky yeah. underarms. That's, that was how we started the day. And, and big noses. Um, but, you know, somebody that is this, um, I don't want to use the word woke, understanding your history and, and being this well-read, the frustration of watching the rep misrepresentation of us in art in so many levels, like my most recent one during the pandemic was the, uh, the Madam CJ Walker miniseries on Netflix made me want to absolutely like fight. just, yeah, I wanted to fight a whole bunch of people and the depiction of Andy Malone. I was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, LeBron James, I love him, but he doesn't have the depth of the bandwidth to be able to say, this is not, you know, like where were, where were your historical people on there to say, this is not how we we're going to do this. You know, I, I, one of my pet peeves in all of the historical things is why they always putting the, the enslaved people in cotton dresses. They wasn't wearing cotton. They was picking cotton. Okay? <laughs> when you see them and they got on textiles with patterns and design, they made laws so we couldn't even wrap, we couldn't even wrap our hair pretty. I mean, like yes. we was not we was wearing burlap and potato sacks, and that's why they could rape us all the time. And it's like. I'm I'm so upset with that this generation that doesn't want quote trauma porn. And for me it's like when I was growing up as a first kid to get civil rights under cuz 68 the law was passed I was told there's no more problems. And so anything that went wrong it must be my fault. I wasn't working hard enough. I wasn't doing enough. And when I looked for people to identify with when I felt like I was being oppressed or struggling, there were no black images. I had to identify with Anne Frank or the exodus of the Jews because no one was telling the story of our struggle. And so now finally we get in a little bit and already we got no, 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 no trauma. Right. I truly believe that the reason we have white mass murderers is because the history they're being told is of going around and genociding people and being heroized and, and statues of you. And there's no frontier for them to to um, to conquer anymore. But they're still trying to replicate the history that they're taught in school of going around and killing people. And then you are a hero. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Tanya's what? here. She's here. Hold on one second, Lamont. Daddy was a, a police officer. Your father was a police officer? Yes, he was. Okay. <clears throat> Talk about policing through that lens of growing up with a police officer in your, in your home. My father would have parties and all of the pol politicians and all of the gangsters would be there. 
And so that's what I began, knew, knew to understand about that, that that was the same group of people and that they just ran things from different places. Um, he's talked about, you know, political parties don't matter. If there's a seat open on whatever party it's in, you, you go for the seat and you take it and you work what you're trying to work, but you don't care about these names that they put on things. He also told me that when somebody has messed with you and you want to beat their ass, you be sure you scream out something they did to you first before you attack. You spit on me! Pow! Yeah. Okay. Preemptive. Always in self-defense. You just got to say the words. And you see it, and I feared for my life. Wow. Wow. I feared for my life. That's all you got to say. Oh, my God, you hit me. You, you. And then, you, you know, whatever it is. He taught me all of that. And he also told me men were just dogs. Wow. Mr. Paper. Okay. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Lamont. No, Jordan. so no, I, 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 I had a um, you know comment for uh, a question for the the part about the trauma porn, um, because I, I I see your point and I received that, but at the same time, I'm kind of one of those people who are like, you know, how much is is enough? Like at, at what point? Um, sure, we're telling a story that that rarely got told, but now I feel like it's getting told too much, and a lot of there are young people coming up now who are taking in this content who, you know, think that our experience in America started with slavery or, or, or our experience in the, in the world started with slavery. And that's, that's all that's to us. And so you'll get a story of pain and trauma. And then uh, the sole white person that came and, and saved us in the end of the movie in the credits roll. How, how much is too much? So we're talking about different things. Mm -hmm. So first I want to say that my generation, I was getting beat with extension cords. Mm -hmm. So people don't get that. That's child abuse now. So we were experiencing some real in-person trauma. This generation, their trauma's in a phone. They look at the phone and they experience terrible things. Well, the brain doesn't know if it's real or if it's not. So I understand that because this generation, the last two generations since cell phones have violence in their hands, it actually has shifted their brains in a way that we, because we were actually getting beat down, we had to get strong. You know, I can look back and thank my mama for the way she treated me, which I wouldn't have wished on anybody else. But when I walked into the world, it was like, what you gonna do to me that I haven't already survived? Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what the answer is when your violence is psychological and it's being fed to you all the time. I don't know what the answer is to that other than to put the device down mm. because it's not the real world. And I think that because the brain doesn't know the difference between real and not real, I think that the images and reality are mixing and synthesizing and this generation is creating a world that is different than reality because they actually spend more time on devices than they do inter in interactions with real human beings. That's so too much, too much of devices. But to Lamont's point, you know, because our history didn't start with enslavement. And I used no. to say this in publishing, if you want to win a Pulitzer Prize or if you want to have a best-selling book as a black person, uh, put a slave in it, do a slave book. And then we have Colson Whitehead, who has now Underground Railroad, which is going to be a whole ass thing on Amazon yeah. uh, Prime. And, you know, it was just 12 Years a Slave and, and Winch. And, like, I can go down the list of some best-selling books, even some of Toni Morrison. If you have a slave, if you have any kind of slave theme, 
Hollywood will eat it up. You will win awards, and you will also have a best-selling book and maybe a Pulitzer if you're black. And what I have to say from taking Red Pill around the world at festivals, black people are making every kind of story you want to see. They got funny ones. They got loved ones. The Africans are making stuff to rival Scorsese. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at this book. How uh, Carr talked about this one? How the, how Europe underdeveloped Africa. Mm -hmm. David Putnam's book, um, The Undeclared War, and you start learning about how Hollywood is the propaganda arm of the government. And some of our aged mm. foreign countries, we require them to give us 75% of their film market for our films to go there. So it's not that we aren't making the films, it's that they're not letting us distribute other kinds of stories. Executive right. Order, I just saw a great movie coming out of uh, Brazil, Executive Order with Alfred Enoch. It has no distribution fabulous movie about a time when and there was very little violence in it but it was about a time right now when uh brazil decides they're going to send anybody with two brown skin back to africa and you could before that time you could get a lottery ticket to be no declared no longer black but they are in at the top of the movie they're ending that and they just sending anybody below the paper bag back to africa and he's like a doctor and his wife is a lawyer and they're trying to you know appeal to the law about how to do all this and i'm i'm like august wilson said the law is what one white man will do for another white man on any given day of the week mm. that part <laughs> Love her. Uh, can, you, yeah. can you come back every day? Eight six six eight zero one. We have to have off mic conversations as well, because you know I, I struggle. I would love to talk to you because I'm telling you, I, I, I wanted to say that I want to give ten gift narrative uh, subscriptions. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to a break. Let's go to a break so we can. I need one so we can. Uh, <laughs> Lamont, you got zero point three cents. Uh, that you get every time somebody downloads one of your uh, things. I saw that, um, and I actually clicked on it. So you're at least getting 0 0.3 cents from me, um, okay. and it, that's going to stack up, I think. Yes. 866-801-8255. We're also going to uh, take the funky underarm uh, comments as well. Oh, my goodness. Please, can you stick around, Tanya? Yes. Can you okay. 866-801-8255, and I have some other questions I want to also talk about what China's doing with uh, blending um, – monkeys and humans they're doing some gene thing which i'm sure you have some opinions on yes it's the carrot of the show don't look at me like that joyelle we, we're gonna be back we were just talking earlier about keisha lance bottom stepping down or not running for re-election uh and you know yeah it's gonna be sad and atlanta has had a black mayor for a long 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 time uh and i remember um i forgot the the oh my gosh why am i i see his face uh, but he did some great things. The very first black mayor of Atlanta, uh, Maynard. Maynard Jackson. Thank you, Maynard Jackson, who uh, made contracts like you could not do business with Atlanta unless you did business with black people. And if black people were not prepared, he figured out how to, you know, uh, build them to become prepared to have those major contracts, because that's what that's supposed to look like in Atlanta. Tyler Perry Studios, you have a lot of things happening in Atlanta. We need to have somebody in Atlanta as mayor who cares about the people there. Oh, he could do it. Tyler could do it. Tyler could do a lot of things, but we need, do we need Tyler Perry's mayor of Atlanta? I mean. Don't we get that guy running for governor, Vernon 
Jones, who says if he gets to be governor, he gonna make an executive order, man, that you can't um, you can't teach critical race theory, and he didn't even yes. know how to define it. Child. Yes. Yeah, we got a lot of foolishness going on. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five is the number. It's the Karen Hunter Show. Lamont King is here, Mr. Lamont King. Let's go live right after the show, six p.m. Uh, you got this wheel of fortune. Is John going to be joining you as well? Yes, John. John will be there. It's the live money wheel. Live that's money what, wheel. The that's, only that's show. What I said. That's what 50, I said. 50 raffle. Only po- something like a podcast. Only show where you can win free money just by watching, just by yeah, showing up. I, I, it's amazing. I've, I've actually witnessed the money, uh, where the money was going. Uh, Joy on Nicole Johnson, fresh off her tonight show appearance with Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. And her album is Yell Joy, coming out on Juneteenth. You can pre-order it a bunch of different places. Just type it in. We also tweeted it out, so follow us on SXM Urban View. And Tanya Pinkins is here. Red Pill, exclusive early access. The first 100 people get a 47% off discount to see the film today. And we will tweet that out as well, or I'll just tell you where to go. Go to www.redpillmovie2020.com slash offer dash yes, and you get all of this off to see it today. I watched it, and it was disturbing. <laughs> it was just very disturbing. Wasn't it funny? Didn't you it laugh? Was- I, I didn't. I was like, what, not, not that opening scene. I did not laugh at that. I did not laugh when <laughs> when when the brother who was right, by the way. But why you had to have him? Um, why you why you do the brother like that though, Tanya? Why you <laughs> doing like lived. that? He lived. He did live, but the. <laughs> All right. I was yeah, like, I <laughs> that ain't right. A little bit. You gotta okay. admit, I sw- I switched up some of the horror tropes in you, there. You did. You and there was a little Raven. I see your little nods to different things. You had little. Little Poe in there, little Margaret Atwood, a little you know, you 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 brought all of the little elements and then brought them walking dead folk through as well. Well, you know people don't get this in there, and this is just this is for you had to be like heady intellectual, like car might get this. Is that that whole dream sequence is the history of how the Republicans and the Democrats got their names. Mm. So the 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 the, the, the animals. So Nast of Con Nast Publishing, he called Andrew Jackson. A, a jackass and put it in his newspaper. And instead of him saying, I, you know, defending it, he was like, that's right. We're the donkeys. And that comes from an Aesop's fable about the donkey in the lion's skin, where this donkey wanted to scare everybody in the jungle, but he was a donkey. And then he found a lion's skin and he put it on and everybody was scared. And he got so full of himself that he went to roar, only he brayed. <laughs> and then they knew he was a donkey. That's how I feel about it. The Democrats. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so let me ask you this. <laughs> let me ask you this. Are there roles that you are blocked for, or that people, like, are they are they nervous about hiring you because you are very political and you are, you are not uh, quiet or docile? Absolutely. There are people who are never going to work with me because they know that I'm not going to be quiet about anything going on in the room that's not appropriate. Whether mm-hmm. it's text, they know I'm actually, I'm, I'm not going to even come in the room. <laughs> that, you know, if you, uh, you know, I've been not working for Harvey, well, not the one, Scott Rudin for yes. a long time. And I've been telling people and they're like, God, Tanya, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you listen, people will tell you. And mm-hmm. so you have a choice. You want to go be in the room because he makes hits, or you want to just stay out of abusive situations. Mm-hmm. 
and I and I figured out very cool and clever ways to do it. My agents didn't even know. I'd be like, you know what? When they when they call to do the negotiation, say this, and then we we get out of all of those those kinds of situations. Because I just know who I am going to be in the room, and there there are lots of people whose work I respect, and I know they're never going to hire me because I'm not I'm not able to go along to get along, not when it's about integrity and what is the legacy you're leaving for the people who come after you that's more important to me crazy crazy has your voice always been this strong because that's what i work on in my individual therapy is using my voice and being able to assert myself and now it's getting so much better now that i've worked through it but have you always been able to walk into situations and be like nope not for me I think that I've always had an overdeveloped sense of righteousness. When I was seven years old, I went to visit my aunt on the army base in Fort Leonard Wood, and the white kids and the black kids together were trying to make these little five and six-year-olds have sex. And I just knew that was wrong. And so I told on everybody. It started a race riot. The black people and the white people stopped speaking to each other because I happened to be black, but I, I didn't know any of them. I just was visiting for the summer. So I've always <laughs> just like, no, nah, we're not gonna have no craziness going on. I, I, I'm not going along with that. <laughs> wow. Wow. You got a couple minutes left. Melody's been holding on since three o'clock. So I feel like I should definitely welcome her in. She's from Oklahoma. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Melody, you are patient and we appreciate you. Oh, hey, at least I got to listen to the show through the, through the prompter. I just wanted to say, and thank you for having mercy on me. Um, I definitely wanted to say you have had a lineup of guests and thank you for reintroducing me to Latine. My goodness, she's amazing. But, um, I just wanted to say this. I know a lot of people will cringe when you say you haven't used deodorant in four years, but y'all started off with the funky story. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to tell you, my husband did it first and I thought he was crazy. And I was like, you better not get in this bed musty. That's all I know. And he did it first. He got off of deodorant, started using alcohol. And then I did the same. Um, and then I also switched over to the crystal, the salt, smooth oh. rock. Yeah, that's and, something, um, though. You you act children... like y'all use nothing. Yeah, right. I haven't right. used deodorant in 20 years, like yeah, deodorant yeah. off the thing. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, we all know that that's bad. Uh, the, the, yeah. So, uh, so thank no you for sharing. Because it what? needs to breathe. And no what? underwear because it needs oh. to breathe. Oh. Yeah, everything okay. needs to breathe. Yeah, listen, listen, Tanya, listen, Tanya, you can come <laughs> back anytime. Make sure you connect with me because we got some things to do. Tanya Pink is y'all. Red Pill, check it out. I'm going to retweet it. So follow me at Karen Hunter as well. Thank you for being here. You are lovely. Amazing. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, y'all just speaking to me. Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate you.